life, but a lot of times no one taught us basic skills um, of being a Christian, how to negotiate and deal with conflict, how to, and this is now the third week we're going to talk about, how to apologize to one another. And so last week, um, I think that makes this class important. Um, you, you may not, don't disagree with me, I'll, I'll just save that. Sorry. But I want us to think about um, what we talked about last week. And we talked about, you know, when we hurt someone, when we violate their sense of self, there's really two ways that we do that. Do you remember what those were? There were two kinds of violations. I know at least one person here took notes and they could look at their notes. Mm-hmm. I'm not calling anybody out, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> identity violations, right? With mom? That's exactly right. Does anybody remember what an identity violation was? Or is? Or will be? We all have these basic human needs, self-respect, safety, dignity. And when you harm that to someone else, you commit an identity violation. Okay, maybe um, you make them feel like they're less than. Maybe you have endangered them in some way. Maybe you said something that was unkind. Those are all examples of identity violations. So that's one. What was the other? Yes, that's a control violation. Does anybody remember what that was? I'm so proud of the retention of at least two people in this room. <laughs> so much for taking that team. <laughs> what was the control violation? My wife over here shocked that I'm talking about apologies. Somebody impedes you from accomplishing your mission. That's on right. The road, for example. That's right. You have goals. We all have goals. And we're taught since we're children that if we set our minds to a thing, we work hard toward it, that we can achieve that. And then lo and behold, someone comes along and frustrates that. Or we're denied justice. Uh, We follow the process and the process doesn't play out because someone subverted them. Or maybe someone didn't show up when they said they were supposed to. Those are all control violations. And so what I wanted to talk to you about is this basic idea that if you want to make it right, it depends. Hello, come in. So glad you're here. When you want to make it right, and I will start with this slide today, okay? You got to know what you did. You've got to understand how did I hurt this person? Did I strike at their identity? Or did I strike at a need, and or did I strike at a need they had to accomplish something? And knowing that will help you address the wrong. Now, here's the busy slide. You remember this. I, I, I bragged at length about my PowerPoint skills. I, this took hours to complete. And this is terrible pedagogy. I know. <laughs> but this is a summary of some of the things we talked about. And we said that when we have an identity need, okay, we've lost face with somebody, we need to do remedial tactics to restore that, and then hopefully we go here. If it's not, we go back here and we try again. Or we decide it's not worth it, they're never going to accept our apology, and we move on. And I'm not advocating for that, I'm just saying those are your two possibilities. But if it's a control violation, and we've obstructed some goal, then we need to fix that. Okay? And then 
hopefully we get this reconciliation equilibrium. So a giant slide to say something pretty simple. Now, let me ask you this. <coughs> what does the Bible say about apologies? This is where you participate. Are you looking about forgiveness, the idea of forgiveness, or are you looking for something different? I'm looking for something on apology. There's the go to your brother. Right, that's what I was thinking. Okay, so there's the one, like, if you come before, like, the, the communion table and you have something against your brother, you go to your brother that's and right. work it out. That's right. Matthew 5, okay, we're right after the Beatitudes, and Jesus says, you know your brother is something against you. Leave your offering at the altar and go and be reconciled to your brother. It's good. You get a bonus point. I'll tell you why in a minute. If this were Family Feud, your family would get it. Okay? What else? Look, I'll well, show in, you. In the Let's Lord's see. Prayer, it is forgive us our debts as we forgive those who um, trespass against us. Actually. So that doesn't use the word apology, but that's certainly part of it. Yes, that's very good. Thank you. You there. know, with, with the woman that was caught in sin, and they brought the men to her, mm -hmm. and you know Jesus wrote in the dirt. That's right. And, you know, just recently I was thinking, what did he write in the dirt? And I know everybody's talked about that. This like, did he write in the dirt? And you know, how many of you <laughs> virgins? How many of you have been with one woman? Yeah. And, Apologies, this act of apologizing. If you're racking your brains, your, your mind, you're in good company. Okay. Thinking of Joseph and his brothers, right? Like, okay. That was a weird apology. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a like, reverse apology. Right. Like, like I don't, I, I don't know that there was an apology. Joseph was like, I'm gonna. Yeah. Help you a little bit for what you did. Yeah, he kind of rubs it in their faces. So I was I was doing this and I was deciding how I was going to put this up there and I, I was putting up pictures. This is true story. <laughs> um, I was putting up pictures of different stories, right? Yeah. And then I got self conscious because there were probably better paintings out there and it was ten thirty and I was like I should have called Emily earlier because she would know the exact <laughs> paintings I should use and that was one of them. And then I went back and read the story and I was like, mm, he doesn't really apologize. <laughs> it's more like a gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. Jacob and Esau. We talked about that one last week. I went back and read that one. I flubbed up the story to you guys a little bit. If you went back and read it and knew that, I apologize. Um, and then I, I, I did some study on what people say about the story, and then I realized it was Rebecca, the mother, who kind of arranged the apology. <coughs> apology. Um, and I was like, well, that checks out, you know. Um, <laughs> What else? Can you might think of anything else the Bible says about apology? Doesn't yes. the prodigal son apologize and say that I'm only worthy to be your servant, not even your son? Yeah, that's really good. I, you could call that an apology. The judges will accept that. It's <laughs> <laughs> really good. Actually, that that folds in nicely with the verse I'm going to show in a minute. That's really that's really neat. I didn't think about that. And I appreciate that example. The in Jesus's prayer, the Lord's prayer. He doesn't really apologize, but he shows us how to say, forgive us as you forgive us. You know, help us to forgive others. 
way to, it doesn't outright speed that word apologetics, modeling, I guess. I think you guys are, are saying and somewhat struggling with, maybe in your minds, um, with the fact that the Bible doesn't give us a method of apology. It doesn't. Yes. But, okay, I know I came in a little bit late because mm-hmm. someone said this. That's okay. But um, what about, like, the year of Jubilee and, and the idea of that as being a forgiveness as well? That was kind of a Lord-ordained and state-sponsored apology year, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> um, like and, the conf- you know, when you're compensation thing. Right, and it was a way to, it was an economic uh, way to protect others. And what's interesting is our bankruptcy laws, do you know how often you can file bankruptcy? Anybody know? Once every seven years. We borrowed it from the story of Jubilee. That's really good. Isn't there something around the same uh, place in Matthew where it says it's an instruction to apologize to your brother before your drug, before the judge and magistrate and have to go down that road? So it matters quickly, if you can. Quickly. Talks about settling. Yes, it does. That's right. I mean, are there other words? I mean, is the word apology like a relatively recent uh, word? Because apologetics is a different sort of meaning altogether. I don't really understand where the word apology in English comes from, first of all. That's great. And if this were one of those older school Bible classes, I would have a really great slide (laughs) about the Greek, and I would make the comparison, and you would think, man, he's smart. I'm going to deprive you the opportunity to think I'm smart this morning. But that's good. So what I'm saying is there's not a real process that's out there, okay? I found this catch-all verse, though, which I think folds in nicely with some things that, uh, that you guys have said, which as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone, with everyone. And that's tough. And I think that catches maybe where our heart should be in all of us. But, of course, that's not easy, right? go back to our circles with the squiggles, right? You guys came in this morning with your squiggles. Some of you related to college football. Some of you related to bills. Some of you related to family issues. Some of you related to the fact that you didn't set your clock back and you don't trust cell phones, I don't know, but we all have our squiggles. And then the squiggles happen in between. And that's why this is so important, is because this helps us resolve not only the problems between us, but it helps eliminate the anxiety we hold in our hearts when we know we are not reconciled to one another. So, guess what we're going to do? Uh, I hope you can pair up this morning uh, because we're going to practice. And uh, so let's let's pair up. Um, you know, if spouses want to go together, that's fine. It's a little dangerous uh, because, you know, one spouse might think, why can't you do this at home? I don't know. But some of you may need to practice. I'm not here to say anything. But uh, try to pair up if you can. I'm going to give you about a minute to, or 30 seconds to pair up because you're in goals. You can do this quickly. And then we're going to practice um, two scenarios. So go ahead, pair up. My friend Wayne needs somebody over here. All right. Oh, he's got one. I need one. Who doesn't have a partner? Hi, Wayne. If you're in the back and looking at your phone, you don't have a partner. Are you I got one right here. He's best friend now. Okay, you're doing if we're ready, here we go. All right. Simulation one, you and your friend, both so busy with your day-to-day lives, plan to meet for the first time in months. You both decide on Starbucks for coffee and find a time to meet 
on the day you were to meet, you completely forget and you arrive an hour late, and by then your friend is already gone. Right? Now, this is, nothing like this has ever happened to me, right? Of course, today we usually text them, hey man, no? um, but bear with me for this, okay? So, uh, one of you decide, assume the part of the person who left, and the other person be the part of the person who was late, okay? And then practice, and I'll give you five minutes. Try to make this real, okay? Try hard at it. Don't just say, my bad, okay? <laughs> Think about what you would do, what you would say, to try to reconcile this relationship, because you're both incredibly busy. You didn't respect someone's time. All right, go ahead. What you Okay. 
have had to make this apology, not that that late, but um, for me it was about, I know your time is valuable and I'm really sorry that I've wasted it. And we have so much of it, right? Did any of you try to offer a reason for why you were late? Did you try to explain it away? I went down that road and it didn't end well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for admitting that. This week I was, I was doing a talk on this to a bunch of uh, entrepreneurs and CEOs and we talked about apologies in the commercial sense, right? How you reconnect with customers and be good. And, uh, and remember that little picture uh, we talked about Nashville traffic? Last week I said, uh, have any of you ever had someone late to a meeting they blame Nashville traffic? They all raised their hand, right? And uh, said, how, how did you feel when you got that apology? And they, they all, I don't believe the person, right? <laughs> and then I said, and how many of you have used that? And again, they all raised their hand. These external policies, it's something we say, but it doesn't really work, and it can cause us to lose trust in customers. It very quickly became all about me trying to do that. Like, oh, I'm so sorry I'm right. late because I'm super busy and I'm super important, and me, 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 and I was like, it's not going well. Anyone else? Anyone else try anything different? Do anything different? Can we also ask how I can make it up to them? Oh, that's good. That's good. That way you invite them into the process. Yes? So my partner used to do the same, that's the same thing. And in hearing it, I was like, you know, that actually kind of puts it back on me. And right. then I was kind of like, then I have to say, oh, no, no. <laughs> or I have to come up with something. And so I would have rather them say something like, can I make dinner and have you over, you know, this week? Or, you know, something like that to, you know, make, make offers. Okay. <laughs> you know, for the person receiving the apology, I was going to talk about this later, um, we can talk about now, and then we'll maybe hit it again in a minute. You know, it's hard, because we want the apology. We want that apology. And not only do we want the apology, we, we, we want it in a certain way. What does that say about us, I wonder? You know? It's like, mere magic words. Hmm. Didn't feel it exactly, right? I, I think there's a lesson we learn on both sides of this, and we might get some more of that in a minute. Um, okay, let's do it again. <clears throat> but we have a different one, all right? You're hosting a Friendsgiving dinner party. Several friends are there. While you think you're alone in the kitchen with a friend, you mentioned concern about Chris. Just met a Chris, good job. This is a unisex Chris. I'm not saying you are. I'll say right? Noting that his, her children seem to be wild and look a little unkempt. Unbeknownst to you, at the time, Chris was walking into the kitchen. When he came out later, Chris mentioned that he, she had to leave abruptly. You haven't heard from Chris in several days. Worried, you asked me that apparently my, my reconciliation center went to Starbucks. Okay, so go back to your group. Think about how this may be different. I'm going to give you another five minutes. Go. You're <laughs> You're No, you're the friend. If you apologize last time, let the other person go on.
Well, we talked about that, and it, your medicine is admitted either way if they heard you or not. Mm -hmm. Of course, she was late for Starbucks, so we had to meet again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you took ownership. That's good. Who else? Share, share with me what you did here. We've all said a careless word about somebody behind their back. I kind of suggested there might be some value in triangulating, like undoing it the same way. Like you, know, you could tell your friend's circle, like I'm mortified that I hurt Chris's feelings, and she's actually an amazing mom, and and have the the same gossip train kind of work in reverse to like at least get things uh, a little bit better before you go to Starbucks. That's 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 interesting. Because <laughs> that could go one of two ways, right? That could go that could go well, or they could just not appreciate it at all if you made further attempts to talk about it further by making more embarrassing. But I like this idea that you're trying to fix what you broke. Exactly, I like that. And I'm not here to judge what you did. That's really interesting. Yeah. You have to be introspective about it. And it's like, what was your motivation for doing this? Was this to be rude or to pick at him, or was this to say, you know, I'd like to help him, and if you were going to try to help him, you need to go to him. But then you've got a boundary issue because you're reaching out when you haven't been asked for assistance, and you're getting in somebody else's business. And so you kind of have to think about what was your intention, and then then figure out how to fix it for or whether you want to, again, break your boundary of going and asking to help somebody that maybe does not want their help. Let me, let me challenge that a little bit. Um, do you have to think about what your intention is? Does that just want to weigh in on that? It doesn't matter what your intention is. I don't think it matters to the listener. Um, and if you get in there and try to explain, <laughs> I wasn't trying to hurt you when I said that terrible thing. I think it, it helps when you understand like what your motive is, how you apologize. So that, that's my thinking yeah. is, is how do you apologize? Yeah. yeah, I think, I think I don't know if it's the first thing to do. Maybe it's something you, you, you think of for yourself, but I don't know if I would go down the road of trying to explain what I meant by those words to someone else. Yes? I, I mean, but I kind of thought about that. I kind of thought about that as well. And it's mainly because I generally don't try to be mean to people, whether I'm talking Um, I mean, so I think that I could say something like, hey, I noticed your kids are being a little wild, <laughs> right? Uh, what, they're not usually like that, like, what's up, you know? I mean, maybe it depends on your relationship, too. But like, hey, you know, I guess it depends on your relationship, yeah. too. Maybe it does, maybe it does. What else, what else did you guys try? <clears throat> yes? I think we tried honesty, you know, during the apology to be very honest uh, and say perhaps my worries about the children did not come from a malicious you know, uh, point of view, but your kids were wild and you're not controlling them as much as I love you and your children. Um, I felt you were just not controlling them, but I'm, I want to apologize if that case is related. To whom did you apologize? To Chris. Chris. Father of the children. Chris, when, when she apologized said, look, your kids were being wild, and I just want to be honest about that, how did you hear that? Did, I, did Chris I, say, we've heard it before? <laughs> 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 this, is, 
<laughs> Cut, edit that part. Uh, you've got a deep hole to dig out of with, with, with this. We talked about that. That uh, that's going to take it's going to take a while. That's going to take more than just a off the cuff apology to to build that that relationship again if it ever gets built. Some would say it would take more than words. Yes. Okay. Um, we talked too about how you know, we got hung up on the assumption that they did overhear it because you know you're asking them to meet and it's like. So I guess you heard me, you know, it's like, well, let me tell you what I said. Here's about. the coffee anyway. Yeah, so I, you know, I'll say this, all the literature and the scientific papers I read and try to prepare for today support exactly what Rachel said. So, um, give them space to listen because that will answer your question as to what they want and how to tailor your apology. Listen, listen, listen. Okay? And we all can go into these, and this is probably the best advice I can give you all at the end of this, but this idea of what we're going to say, but listening first will we'll, we'll, uh, we'll serve you better. According to all the scientists that take millions of dollars to take and listen to the other person you listen to. So, <clears throat> I want you guys to react to something for me. This is a cycle that's used in a lot of papers. Apology, forgiveness, and reconciliation. Okay? And this is the model that's used. It's not usually used using smart art, but you know, you paid good money to be here, and this is what you get. Um, you get smart art. So someone react to this model. What do you think about this model? Okay, so maybe we, uh, we have an arrow here, right? There is a model that does that, by the way. Okay. Kind of an opt-out of the process. I think, too, like, when you don't get an apology, yeah, it's an important relationship. Is there an uh, opportunity for forgiveness that the person offended can offer up? I hate to give out high fives again, but... <laughs> my very next slide. Um, but let's go back to this for a second. Why does reconciliation go back to apology? Why is it a continuing thing? Because you're probably gonna you're probably gonna offend them again at smart <laughs> <laughs> So but thank you for noticing that. Yes. Well also sometimes there isn't like one fully innocent party. You know, usually, you know, one person apologizes for one thing and maybe they were the instigator, but then maybe if you were the offended one, maybe you Sometimes people say things when they're mad and things get worse, I can only imagine. Yes? Kind of to piggyback off of his thing, like, I grew up in a family where saying I love you meant never having to say you're sorry. We just moved on with our lives and we knew that person would, was sorry for their thing and we moved on. His family's the complete opposite. They apologize, they over apologize right. for everything. So that was a very interesting <laughs> Last night my mom made this delicious um, dressing for our Friendsgiving. She apologized for before and poured it out of the right. like that's just a microcosm of how she was brought up. Edit that part too. <laughs> yes. 
I don't know if you've talked about it before, but that whole notion of an emotional bank account where you're always either adding to or taking from the, mm -hmm. that emotional bank account. And a lot of this depends on what your balance is in, the, in your account with that person. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's, uh, let's turn this around though, because here we are in Bible class and we're talking about, we apologize, we hope for reconciliation, but what if we're the other person? What if we're the offended person? What if we're the victim? You only control one of those circles. That's right. Tell me more. Forgiveness is the only circle you control. Yeah. And I go back to the verse from Romans, right? If at all possible, we're the peace. And once again, I will not get through all the slides I want to get through. Um, Matt, yeah. not to critique your smart art, but I might. Like, it feels like the arrows need to point at reconciliation. Like, if you, know, you have an apology and if you have forgiveness, you can have reconciliation. But if one of those is missing, you're not going to stabilize. And you're not offending me because it's not my model. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's great because i got problems with this too. Um, my problem is if, if we're Christians, and let me exempt from what I'm about to say, violent trauma. Okay? I'm just going to, because I'm not equipped to tell you how to deal with that. But if I'm a Christian... Do I need to, am I told to let, make them go through the process before I forgive them? I don't think I am. And uh, we'll pick up there next week and then we'll move on to something else. Thank you so much. Before, before we go, let me just say, there's one thing I really wanted to say. And um, we've all been hurt. And sometimes we've been hurt deeply. And um, whether it's family or a friend. And we've wanted that apology. We have thought about it, we have, we have ached over it, we have grieved over it, we've been frustrated about it. We wanted that apology. And we were so mad because we couldn't forgive them until they apologized. And I think what we were grieving was this idea that we felt like we couldn't be reconciled until they apologized. And what, what I want you to think about this week is, is that right? Did we get, did we buy into this very flawed model, okay, and allow that to hurt us for a long time and not be reconciled with someone? Again, exempting certain classes of events. Right? All right, I'll see you all next week. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it all depends on the relationship.